Hello, and welcome to the Thrive Yoga and Wellness Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and I am so excited to share today's episode. We will be diving into a little bit more of the philosophy, maybe even a bit of history, and tiptoeing perhaps into some mythology surrounding a yoga practice here in the West. Now, we are not experts by any shape of the imagination. We are yoga enthusiasts sharing the information that we have learned along our journey, and we hope that you find it entertaining and maybe even a little educational. Thank you so much for tuning in, and don't forget to subscribe to this channel. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. Yes, for sure. I hope you all had a very great holiday and enjoyed the the time with friends and family. Yes. It was hopefully somewhat peaceful and relaxing. My name is Jennifer Dixon with Thrive Yoga and Wellness. And today... I'm Merritt Maloof Plum with Thrive Yoga and Wellness and the Energy Center. I offer integrated energy medicine. Oh, beautiful. That's a really good 60-second... What is the tagline? I used to say I'm a jack of all trades energy worker, and nobody knew what that meant. Mm -hmm. I like integrated. That that makes it sound super. Because I I just use so many different tools. And it's beautiful. So if you haven't had the chance to let Merit work on you, it's a life-changing experience. It's it's truly remarkable. And if you're a member of Thrive Yoga, I do meditation on tonight and on Wednesday nights. So we would love to have you join us for that. And you get some energy work, but mostly just a guided meditation and some sound healing. So it's 7:45 on Wednesday nights, and we're trying to work on getting Merritt and Stephanie chance. Yes, we're going to be doing a Reiki infused sound immersion at some point, maybe either end of this month or February. Yeah, on a Friday or Saturday. So I'm, I may be uncomfortably pushing both of them to schedule something. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> She won't leave us alone. No, no. But the, Somebody help me. <laughs> you know you love it. You know you love it. I do. <laughs> so we are into the brand new year, brand new decade, 2020. The the vision is clear, right? Like we. Well, today's vision is clear. Yes, for but what we're going to do. Today is really all we have. Yeah, that's true. So we're going to stay flexible. I love it. But we talked about all the chakras and we've talked about all of the elements and we want to share with people stories and characters and these weird like elephant guys that we see in (laughs) yoga and share some of the some of those stories with you and use them for our inner growth. Yeah. So after the last 90 days challenge, we were trying to determine where we should take this weekly meeting because despite what she says, we both really love doing this. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's it's fun for at least me personally, because it's like every week I know I get to escape over to hang out with Merritt. And I know once a week I'm going to get to see your face at least. Yeah. And for me, I'm in the throes of like two little kingdoms. So yes. I don't get the opportunity to think about things outside of like very superficial, you know, is snow hot or cold? And and that's beautiful. This is a beautiful season. Don't get me wrong. So when we were trying to determine 
like, how do we keep this going? How do we keep this going? What can we do? Whatever it was, I wanted it to give me at least 30 minutes or an hour of opportunity to dive a little deeper. And you can look online on YouTube on um, just a typical Google search. You can find all sorts of stuff about yoga. And you know, we have yoga videos on our YouTube channel and yes. we offer yoga tutorials. I love doing that as well. But what we don't, what I haven't found much of is when you dive into some of the stories behind the yoga practice. Uh, I use the word stories because that might be a little safer maybe. Uh, I also think of it as kind of like the mythology, if you will, about the the yoga poses, which yes, are beautiful. And, which are rooted in a mystical tradition, really. I love it. And we over here in the West, we tend to stay on the physical side, but we're trying to bring the deeper side in and you, you know you can apply these things to whatever your beliefs are they're stories for growth i had a really good word for it and i've lost it well when it comes back bring it up you can yeah. shoot it up in the middle of the conversation so our goal here is to when you are doing your physical yoga practice your asanas maybe your meditation to maybe think about some of these stories that we're bringing in and we're discussing and we are exploring ourselves, right. for you to think about how you can incorporate that as a lifelong lesson. Like an Aesop's fable, there, there was always a lesson, right, into what was going on. And just like in the stories of these, in the Hindu mythology, there's always a lesson. I was reading a book, and I'll try to make sure to link it down below recently, that said it beautifully about the Hindu religion. The, the, the stories that were discussed and told to the people, because remember that it, today everybody reads, right? Like right. You and we, we are blessed to be able to have this public education system, which we're not going to get political. We can read. Back in the day, several thousand years ago, not everyone could read. So the way that they were able to pass down this information was verbally. Right. And it's just, it's no different in India than it was in any of the other ancient cultures, right. like in Indian cultures. It was the stories and the stories made it personal right. for the people that even though they couldn't read about it, they could still conceptualize and visualize and become one with, if you get, if you will, the idea of these principles that are being told. right, not not so different from the Bible stories in the West. They're they're stories that have truths and you know insight and wisdom, and they show that through a story. Yeah. And the thing about it is, is we learn so much better with stories. Like I will probably not remember the most of the, the individual lessons, you know, throughout school, but the stories that came with yeah. the lessons I remember. Yes. And so that's the whole point in these upcoming talks is we want to talk about stories that resonate with us at the time. And of course, if you have any questions about some of these stories, definitely leave some comments down below. Be sure to subscribe to our channel. We've recently had a lot of growth. Yes, thank you, thank this, you. Yes, we appreciate it. This past month, I think we grew almost one a day. Nice, nice. Oh, thank you for being with us. Yeah, and thank you for watching all the hours. So 
the the point of this next several weeks of this series what do we want to call it sacred spaces well that's kind of what i was thinking we could call our little talks oh, okay because we're always talking about the inner self the deeper self the other side and that that's a sacred space and today's story that we're going to share is going to be a perfect segue into that because yoga on a much deeper level is about getting you in touch with the divinity within or the inner self or the isness and so these you know these this story today is about that so as you think about your physical practice you can dive deeper because yoga always gives you the possibility to do that whether you're doing hot yoga or restorative yoga or really mystical types of meditating yoga. pranayama yeah. it all connects you in with the the deeper self so a little bit of backstory one of my favorite things to do is get to go practice with my my teacher manju i get to go practice with him in about a month and part of the training is story time he always does story time and the next video that we'll link to after this one is a story time with manju where he tells us the story and i thought i asked mary if she was okay with us starting out this this series of this mini series if you will with this story because i felt like it aligns really well with what we what we are all trying to do kind of diving in and so basically we're going to call it what do we that we decided to call it where the where the soul is hidden right that's it's a yeah it's a hindi story about the soul being hidden yep and and the story of the soul so do you want to tell the story you might be a better story well i don't I'll try. <laughs> you know the story better than I do, but I have been exploring it a lot over the last few days. And it's basically that Brahma believed that the people were abusing their divinity because at this time everyone was a god. And that the lower gods, as they call it in a story, were abusing their divinity. So Brahma decided to hide it. And he called some of the gods together and they were saying, where are we going to hide it? And one of them would say, let's hide it deep in the earth. And he was like, no, they'll just dig down and, and find their divinity there. And someone else, another god said, well, let's hide it on the highest mountain. And he said, no, 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 they'll climb there and find, find it there. And another one of the gods said, let's bury it deep under the ocean. And he said, no, they'll swim down and find find it there and tell me if I'm leaving anything out and so the the lower god said well we don't know where to hide the divinity and Brahma said he's sitting back thinking he's struggling because that it's a dangerous thing to to lose tap of your true self your true worth and so he's sitting back here like and what do you decide he said we will bury it deep within them they'll never look there They'll never look there. They'll never look inside themselves to, to find their soul. And so ever since then, we've been digging and climbing and diving, you know, looking outside of ourselves for this great temple that's within. That's already there. We already have it. Right. And that leads to, it's like breathtaking, right? Like we don't have to search anymore. We have the capacity. We, are, we already are it. And... If you think about it, we can go down a, a kind of a sad note about how many people we know that are continuing to look for something. 
there like there's got to be something else what is out there what what else is there and that lack of contentment and you know i love america we're blessed to be americans but we are also very blessed to have everything but when you're blessed to have everything that's all you want is more that's all you want is more so my my family goes down to cuba once or twice a year and each person is allowed to bring like 50 pounds without having to pay astronomical luggage fees and everybody brings 50 pounds worth of stuff and this isn't like stuff like candy bars or silly stuff you right. know like silly strings like this is stuff that you and i would take for granted right. stuff like soap one of the things that they they have hard time getting is soap shampoo toothpaste toothbrushes like when was the last time you went to the store to find a toothpaste like there there's a whole aisle oh, of different types of toothpaste and here we are just 90 minutes south of an american state people can't even get toothpaste and so here we are always searching always searching and we have everything mm -hmm. and whereas the family that i have down there they recognize that they don't have everything but they're they don't have internet like they don't have internet but they still are so happy and they yeah. love hanging out with us and it's these simple things like spending time together and it's this true happiness yeah. because they don't have all these other things that make them want to have more don't get me wrong i don't want to live to cute in cuba i love air conditioning right <laughs> and i love my supply of toothpaste <laughs> but but you're right i mean we have overconsumption is you know, a huge thing in the united states and and then you know you think about these other countries and you go in their in their store and like i've heard people say there's like one loaf of bread there's mm -hmm. one kind of bread yep. and you know maybe a couple of fruits you yep. know and and like you go in our grocery stores and it's just every kind of fruit you can imagine and and there's a loss of balance that's it's true you know? and it's like why can't we spread that out you know throughout the world and it does it takes you away from it but just the, that simple reflection on that compassion for another human being brings you back into your divinity correct back into that sacred space that's that's the yeah. the beauty of this thought train that we're on it's like you know crap no i don't have the newest car i would love to have a bigger car to fit all of my stuff in you know and all your kids and all my kids in right but you know what i have a car that That's runs right. and it and it and it's paid for and there are so many people that don't and so rather than looking out at these things that i don't have stopping and the gratitude for what we do have that that makes it go from this to this and thankfulness and love you know like the Grinch's heart got three times too big mm -hmm. you know spending that time introspectively and and being grateful and thankful for the things that we have right. it just points even more into we are okay. yeah and the gratitude and the understanding of the blessings and the being grateful for what you have is where that divinity moves from within you and so the more we can stay connected to that mindset and that presence, the the deeper our practice is going to get. And that's one of the things that meditation helps you do. That's why meditation is important because it gets you quiet enough 
that hopefully you can start to realign with your divinity, which is the ultimate element. We talked about all the elements. Divinity is the ultimate element. And so I was wondering how, though, Brahma thought that, that the divinity was being abused. Like, how do we abuse our, our divinity? Because the this story, I've studied a lot of the, the Vedics and the Vedas, and this story is very not in alignment with that older, um, also Hindi-based. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, that, that your divinity is never away from you. The only thing that separates you from it is your thoughts and yourself and your ego, which is along the lines of how I believe. But I'm still learning about Brahma. Well, okay, let's take about it, and I because I don't know the answer here. So if the only thing that separates you is your thoughts, your ego, and your beliefs. So an abuse of that, right, would be... Anything that separates you from God. And so... Like the Vedics don't necessarily believe in sin. They believe in things that are in alignment with that divinity or out of alignment with that divinity. And, you know, if you consider yourself like a drop in the ocean... You know, a single drop will dry up and absorb into the sky, right? But if you're one with the whole ocean, you're mighty and strong. You know, you're connected to that. I'm using the ocean as a, for divinity or God. Hmm. And you're looking at me like I'm going off. No, no, I don't think so. I'm, I'm trying to reconcile, um, what you're saying and figure out if I can agree where where we can where we can find the commonality. So I think in this regard why Brahma put it inside of ourselves and where that whole he wanted to hide it. Well, the what because we couldn't uh the people, the lower gods were taking advantage of it or abusing it. So how do we abuse ourselves now? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'll be the first one to admit I should probably only have one square of chocolate at a time, you know, but every now and then, by golly, I'm having three, you know, and that's a really silly situation, but we have so much abuse of this temple. temple. So from my perspective, this is temple and my, my, my spirit is within me and I have to honor this temple because this is where God lives Mm -hmm. in me. So how do we abuse that? How are we abusing that is how we abuse ourselves, whether it's the thoughts that are terrible thoughts Mm -hmm. and we have to hold self-hatred, hold captive these thoughts, whether it is the things that we do to our bodies, you know, and there can be abuse on your body, like over exercising Mm -hmm. uh, and the abuse of just sitting and gluttony, you know, like, and to me, and to me, that's how we abused it because we were given this free will. And we were, we were given the ability to make these decisions on our own. And with, with all of that freedom, sometimes things could get lost. There's stories in the Bible where the Egyptians were finally freed. Not the Egyptians, the Israelis were finally freed from the Egyptians, right? And they had been under bondage for 400 years. Moses comes and, and is the person that God uses to show all of these miracles 
and everybody sees it. And I mean, these are like crazy. Nobody, it, it had to be divine how these, these miracles happen. Israelites get to go free. And then in a matter of months, they want to go back to slavery because they have freedom. Mm-hmm. And they don't know what to do with themselves. There's a similar story in, in the Reiki teaching, too, where when he comes back from his receiving the Reiki symbols and goes back into the town to heal, that there was a revolving door um, with the some of the people who were sick because if they were well, then they... They had to do stuff they didn't have to do if they were sick. So there was that revolving door. And, yeah, I mean, again, you're talking about the free will, so that came up. Yeah, but the, the, that could be why it was hidden here. Because the the fact of the matter is, is we are humans. And so as Americans, we're always going to want more because that's what's being shoved down our throats. Well, and we're always looking outside of ourselves. We Consumption are. Consumption is just uh, another sign of... You know that we need we feel like we need something outside of ourselves mm-hmm. to make us whole we keep going out instead of in yes and so maybe I don't think of it as a sneaky this isn't Brahma like behavior um, I, I think of it more as a he's outside looking down let's for the pe- people are naturally we're going to self-sabotage in some way shape or form I mean, it's, what, January 7th at the time of this recording, and I haven't given up a single thing, <laughs> you know, everybody. So so rather than make it impossible, you know, take away the free will, give them the opportunity to find it by going in. Mm-hmm. So people are going to be people. That's our, that's our makeup, maybe our divine nature. And it's the individual choice yes. to make that decision to be like, no, I'm not going to do this. I want to figure out how to make this better, everything in here better. Right. And so to me, that, that stays in line with the overall theme of, of the Hindu mythology and religion. It's coming back here. Yeah. Right. And it's the same thing as the kingdom of heaven lives within you. It's, it's a different culture saying the same thing different way of expressing and it's all of them are beautiful oh yeah all of them are beautiful yes that are based on love and compassion and most spiritual texts are and it's all about you know going into that inner temple finding the kingdom of heaven within and one of my favorite uh india gurus is Baba, and he wrote a book that was called i am that talking about this talking about the divinity within and it was this really long but really long book and you go all the way through it. it's really powerful just to get to three words at the end and the three words are I am God well that sent the West on a tailspin you know and all these he was I guess he was over in the United States touring and you know all these um, what do you call the people that do the cameras cameramen yeah the cameramen <laughs> they were trying to get him on the news mm, mm. you know trying to make him look crazy that he was saying I'm God you know and all these people were protesting you know and so one of the journalists went up to him and said are you God you know like in front of him and he said yes and so are you yeah and like what I understood from it was that the whole crowd quieted down and he started talking about 
you know, that regardless of what your religious affiliation is, that spirituality urges you inward, always to remember that the temple is within. And so, uh, I found it. Rama didn't hide it from me. Well, he hid it, but you found it. I'm not saying that I stay there. Yeah, no, that's... But I know that deep within me, that that's where the wellspring is. But when you can tap into it, yes. so from from my perspective, that the Holy Spirit is within me, Jesus, that's my divinity, Jesus right. Christ within exactly. me. Exactly. And so from that perspective, I may self-sabotage. That doesn't mean he leaves. Ex- that no, doesn't it mean... never leaves. Exactly. He's right you here. You separate yourself and, from it. And that's, that's the beauty of that introspection. That's the beauty of this practice. Right. Because it shuts out all these other things that separate us right. and forces us back to and the, our divinity. And, yeah, and the true yogi lives from that place. Lives from that place of presence. And, you know, like, I'll go out and... You know, I'll just within a matter of 30 minutes be like, yeah, you know, um, but they can stay in that place. Like, and that's hard to come by. That's that. Well, is it hard or is it easy? That's just a thought that separates Ooh, us from our divinity. That's a deep I thought. I mean, we make it hard, but does it have to be like, can we simplify ourselves to the point, you know, that we get all that external junk on and, and like really live from that place? And then what would the world look like if enough of us could do that? When we were on our honeymoon many years ago, my husband and I went to Turkey, and we went to the places with the rugs or whatever, and all these girls are are hand-knotting all these rugs on these looms that were amazing, and they can't make a perfect rug. There has to be an imperfection in all the rugs because the only thing that's perfect is Allah because it's a Muslim country. Mm, And so your thought... Your, your statement right there immediately made me think the only person that's perfect is God, you know? And so we are ever striving to be that way. But we're but we in a fallen world. we were born in that image. We are. And so when we can let the things of the world go and live in alignment with that our original nature that was born in that image, that's this divinity that we're and talking about. how do we about. stay there? And, and I think as long as we're on this earthly plane, there's going to be things tugging at us. Oh, yeah. And it's and it's our job to recognize. They're tricksters. They are. The tricky people. That's like what we're trying to I call them the kids. little people. But that's a whole different video. We, <laughs> we won't go there today. <laughs> but it's it's true. It's the, there are the tricksters trying to get us out of our peace. And that can go into some of those elements that we talked about. Or even the chakra alignment, like what takes that piece away? What makes the wind too much or the fire too much mm-hmm. or keeps us not connected with it? And that's what we need to stay away from and stay close to that which builds the peace. Well, and, I, and I've studied the Tao. I spent a year, I did every verse and tried to live by it. And it's all about living in harmony with those elements and in alignment with nature and your own like developing your own nature so that you know we can control that fire we can you know harness the wind and and Mm. just living in harmony with all the elements interesting i love the Tao. 
So, well, that was certainly a deep <laughs> way to start off the year. <laughs> what do you guys... I could talk about this all day. I know, right? So, yeah, what would you guys like to hear about? Or is there any part of yoga... Uh, culture or mythology that you don't understand that you would like to know about? Or what did you think about the story of where the soul is yes. hidden? And did it move you and cause you to to stop and think for a minute? That's that's one of my favorite stories that Manju tells in his, in his workshops. And he doesn't tell it every single time, but he tells it quite frequently. And it, I guess that's kind of like a bedtime story for, for kids in India. You know, like my kids go to bed with David and Goliath or whatever. And it's so simple and beautiful that a little kid can understand it. But then here we are, 45 minutes, 30, 45 minutes, and we're still pondering the, de- the depth at which that little story can go. Philosophy. That's what I wanted to say about the stories. We're going to share the philosophy. Oh, the word came! Yeah. I love it. Squirrels! <laughs> but this, this is the beauty of the conversation. We... Here's the thing that I definitely want to say before we go. It's okay to have a different opinion than us. It's a hundred. And you know what? I don't think it's hating if you have a different opinion. No. no. And, and in fact, I think it's beautiful that, that Merritt and I, we can be such wonderful friends and we still have slightly different opinions on things. Mm-hmm. And Oh, wait. What are you? <laughs> wait a minute. You've never told me you're... <laughs> And so, but that's the beauty of it. So when you are listening to this, I hope that it causes you to think. I hope it makes you be like, oh, what a cool story. Or how do I feel about it? And then go ahead and drop us some comments down below. Yes, we would love to hear. And we'll respond. We'll respond to all of them. And who knows, we might even like talk about a comment down below. These are, or we may have you on the show. Oh, that would be even Sacred more cool. Spaces. There's, we've got Jennifer. We've got will space. find out where you live. We will. And if I can't get to you, we can like zoom you in. Yes. And we're like maybe super. We can put like a person here. That's we'll have an person. avatar. And, oh yes, good one. So leave comments down below. Don't worry. I don't think it is hate if you disagree with what we no, say. No, no. In fact, I think it's beautiful. I think it's it's a wonderful thing about this human experience if you will that we all get to take the the life that we've each been given and interpret these stories into such a way that it's meaningful to bring us close to the divinity if you will and so go ahead first of all subscribe to the channel second of all come to thrive yoga and wellness Merritt's going to be doing a meditation about this tonight at 7 45 and if you're not in the chattanooga area you can find us at thriveyogaandwellness.com or the Energy Center, E N G E R. Energy Center is C N T R. dot com. If you'd like to work with Merit, and yeah, the the most important thing is if you you don't get anything else out of it, spend some time in some self exploration. Yes. And see what happens. Any time that you spend on yourself is not time spent in vain. Yes. It's a beautiful thing, and, and you might be surprised at what comes up. And we appreciate having you with us here in the sacred space. Yes. I'm going to bully you into that name. I, I like the sacred space name. Thank you for being with us. We hope that you received what you needed today. That's and right. until next time. Y'all go in peace. Thumbs